We are live. So this is the spot in between the actual live show and the live stream where we're figuring out whether it's working. So as we're testing this in the background, please let us know if this is working. It is, oh my lordy, it's uh, uh, October 24th at 11 o'clock-ish on Tuesdays when we do the tattoo weekly. And we've actually been doing it weekly. It's crazy. Um, I'm uh, Gabe Ripley, and I'm joined with Fawn and our guest, Maddie, today. And we're going to be chatting tattoo news, uh, tattoo events, and uh, yeah, showcasing some uh, some new tattoo portfolios and whatnot, um, and old ones, even. Okay, so uh, as I was saying, let us know if this is working in the comments so we know these live streams are working. And I'm going to start uh, the official thing. I think you could actually chat in the chat rooms, and then we could uh, blast your chats on the, on the screen, and then you could... See yourself on a screen. It's crazy. Okay. Um, welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join into these live streams, to meet us at world, real world events, to share with each other, inspire each other, and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We're beaming out uh, four days a week, and with your help, I've evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo shows. You can find Reinventing in... All of these fine places, either of the app stores, search for Reinventing the Tattoo in either Apple Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Uh, YouTube is the Reinventing the Tattoo channel. Roku is Reinventing the Tattoo again. Uh, it's got 12 to 15 channels going at any given time, 24-7, including the Drunk Critique channel, which is just Drunk critique all the time. It's crazy. It's horrible. Um, you could find the podcast versions of these on any of the podcast stores or directories, Apple or Spotify. If you're watching on or if you're listening on any of the podcasts and you're wondering what we're talking about, if we're talking about looking at things, it's also a video. So you just have to like download the video or imagine in your head what's going on. Um, okay, no matter where you're beaming in from or watching the replays or the whatever's from, you can always find the latest and greatest about reinventing the tattoo at reinventingthetattoo.com. Uh, everything except for the book or the binders, those you have to find on eBay and pay a million dollars for. Um, but even better, Guy's been updating the content with uh, new videos. He's got an awesome new videographer, and so they're doing all of the, the right things with the pop-ups and the stop-back, all the right things. So um, you're going to want to make sure that you're either part of the evolution class or getting the canon if you're a tattooer or an apprentice. Now, uh, there is a free newsletter uh, all the courses are, you know, they're, they're for pay. You got to pay because they're, you know, so, so you know, you take it for serious and for professional tattooers and, and apprentices. There's uh, plenty of free uh, content like this happening. If you go to the homepage of reinventingthetattoo.com, you'll see the full schedule. And um, I think that in lieu of rattling off more, uh, I'm going to thank our sponsors real quick. Uh, WorldTattooEvents.com. It's the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. There's tons of conventions that are happening again, and Alex has been updating the website like crazy. Uh, tattoo Now, I do technology for tattooers and for reinventing the tattoo. Um, we have uh, Fireside Tattoo Network, the Apprenticeship Diaries, a couple other podcast networks. Um, Fawn is doing the uh, Tattoo Collecting 101 every Thursday at... 6 p.m. Eastern, I believe. And um, yeah, no, is this working? I wonder if this thing's working. Oh, hey, look at that. We've got we got viewers. If, uh, if, uh, if you're watching, let us know where you're beaming in from. And then, um, yeah, that'll be great. So we have a uh, special guest, Maddie, here. And Fawn, thank you for, uh, for beaming in. Yeah, uh, great introduction, Gabe. Uh, uh, it's getting shorter and shorter. You know, I... Um, I knew that that was going to happen. That's my tea. I'll be right back. <laughs> so today um, I have my coworker Maddie with us. Um, she's a fellow red tree artist. Um, she's kind of like our resident new school kid. Is that okay to call you that? Yeah, no, I love that. The resident new school kid. Okay. A teenage boy, basically. Yeah. So uh, once Gabe gets back, we'll start doing some screen shares a little bit further into the conversation and show you some of the stuff that Maddie's been working on. But um, here lately, Maddie has been on the road a lot. She's been traveling like almost as much as I have, I believe. Um, she's been, well, I'll let you talk about where you've been traveling. Cool. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, I've been, uh, I think every time I'm on a trip, you're also on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I've been, uh, I've always liked to travel around to different shops. I think it helps me stay on my toes and get different feedback about my art that I'm not going to get from just staying in the same spot. Um, but recently I've been going and visiting Chris Taylor at Ink Therapy in Plainfield, Indiana. And then I've been visiting with Jeff Bernard and everyone at Golden Yeti and Franklin, Tennessee quite a bit. Um, I have plans to go visit in Inglewood here soon. Um, I don't know how I just blanked on the name of that studio I'm going to. That's so rude of me. Um, That's what happens when we it's put a you brand on the new spot. Studio. It's a brand new studio in my defense. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be really fun. Um, I love that I have clients from all over the place that I get to bounce around with and finish big pieces. Uh, and quite a few of them are coming to visit me here in Columbus too, which has been great. Uh, I just got back from visiting Chris Taylor though. And when you guest spot there, if there's anybody looking to guest spot, the two places that I had just named, for sure, go visit them. Um, the most accommodating guest spots I've ever been in. Uh, when I'm in uh, Plainfield with Chris Taylor, I have my own little private booth space, um, but close enough to all the other artists around that you can hang out and talk and bounce ideas off of. And they're all very open to that. It's a very social shop, which is amazing. Um, and you won't be bored. It's constant walk-ins. Uh, I usually have my clients from Indiana, but if I didn't bring any clients there, I would still be able to book the whole time. Uh, and you get to have a really awesome tattoo history themed Airbnb when you go visit and he just throws oh, that in. Yeah. yeah. Talk about uh, the, so Chris just recently bought what was a uh, old campground. And so there's multiple buildings on it. Okay. So I haven't gotten to see it yet. He's like walked me through on FaceTime. So I've like seen it that way. Um, but I haven't had the chance to actually stay there yet, but I know he really put a lot of thought into like putting different tattoo artist themes in each room or different yeah. like styles of tattoo art in each room. Yeah. There's a um, huge watercolor where, uh, Schultz used to be in mm -hmm. and he had, um, like put a whole bunch of like watercolor splatters all over the place and cool lettering. And there's a whole, uh, just traditional room. It's really neat. So beautiful. Yeah, I need to make it down there. My next road trip, I have to go through Indy. So I will be stopping to see Chris along the way. Um, just kind of like hanging out and visiting. Yeah. Um, and then Chris Taylor, he is also the uh, promoter of the Indy Tattoo Expo as well. Which so is going to go crazy this he's, year. <laughs> he's joined us several times on the tattoo collecting uh, show. He is, I don't, there are not many people in the industry that are more passionate than Chris Taylor. Do you agree oh, with no. that? Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a time that we sit down and talk, whether we're at his house hanging out with the chickens or whatever's we're doing, that he's not like swinging it back into how important tattoo history is and how important this industry is to him and his whole life. Like it's not just a job for him, which is really cool. I resonate a lot with that, where it just kind of becomes like a whole part of you because you love it so much. Um, and that definitely is him for sure. That that uh, Airbnb, he has old, uh, like a new school like a flash book that just looks like this really dope coloring book and then he goes through and he has all these like old traditional books and i mean uh, a bunch of stuff from rabbit his mentor all over the place um it's really beautiful and, and it's you're out in the middle of nowhere at that uh in his little guest spot place um the airbnb and you can also go on little hikes and you can go to his um he had like this whole farm area where you can just go. Yeah, like, I know he had stuff. like a yeah. garden and yeah. like he had me there picking it. up my own, yeah, my own food. I can go get like eggs for the chickens and it's so perfect. So Chris is also one of those artists where he go, 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 goes. Like yeah. he is on the road too. I yeah. swear that I swear I see I can just be driving mind in my own business and I'll look in my rear view mirror and I'll see that big shiny skull ring that yeah. he has. <laughs> and I'll be like, Is that Chris Taylor? Sure enough. <laughs> He's, it's funny because he's got a he's got a van that's uh it's the same color as mine but it's more of like just a cargo van but they like match. One time <laughs> I didn't even know he had this vehicle and we were on our way out to Hell City, Phoenix, a few years ago, and along the way we're like, well, we should. We we stopped in this little town in Missouri for the night, and then the next morning it was like we should find something to do before we get on the road because we're making pretty good time. So. We're like, let's go check out this cave. So we go, it was like the Miramac Caverns, I believe. Um, 
but we're like, let's go check this cave out. So we pull up some just random roadside place down a long and winding road. And I pull through the parking lot and I see this van parked like off in the, like under the shade trees at the edge of the parking lot. I was like, oh, they've got the right idea. So I pull up, not in the spot next to it, but I leave a space in between us. And like, as I'm parking, I look in my rear view mirror, like the side rear view mirror. And I see this dog coming up. I'm like, it looks like Chris Taylor's dog. And then I like look up and it's Chris Taylor. So um, it, like of all the random, you know, and then we saw him again on the way back from Phoenix. He was behind us. And, you know, I've got the Hell City sticker on the back of my van. Like, if you know what Hell City is, you'll see me rolling for okay. sure. Oh, yeah. But if you don't know what Hell City is, you'd be like, oh, well, she's been to Michigan. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, but he just got back from Tampa, I think. I think that's where he just was for a yeah. convention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a pretty rad show um i know lauren went and she talked to a few people down there um it, it seems like uh i believe that's a villain arts event and i it seems like it was a wonderful show so um have you been into to any conventions or anything lately um i think the last one that i went to was I'm trying to think of where i got my thigh tattooed i think that was in fort wayne when I got my upper thigh tattooed. So that was okay. my last convention I got to go to. Okay. Mm -hmm. What ones are you looking forward to? Um, definitely. I always like going to villain arts just to go visit them. I got my tongue split at villain arts. That's a different kind of vibe. Yeah. It's a whole different kind of like buzz happening in there. <laughs> um, obviously hell city and hell city Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So excited. My first hell city Phoenix. I and then wait. indie tattoo. Expo indie tattoo for sure. Oh yeah. Indie's going to give you completely different this year. Nice. Just from hearing him talk about mm -hmm. it. So I'm very excited. Yeah. He and I had a phone call cause he's, it's going to be, I'm not going to say, not I'm not going to spill any yeah, beans, no but beans. he's got a new <laughs> venue lined up and it's going to be so wonderfully Unique. different than yeah. any other show you've ever been to. And um, like being a part of the hell city team and, um traveling with true tubes uh i see a lot of different shows and like when you're working different shows it's different than like just attending you can kind of see the mm -hmm. inner workings a little bit once you've been to enough shows you can see like which ones are organized which ones are chaotic and um which ones leave a lasting impression yeah you know what i mean like villain arts shows are great but if you've been to let's say six in a year you lose track like for yeah. me it's like oh man was that chicago or was that philly right that was one of the really big ones but was it which one yeah so they all kind of start to blend together and that's a, that's the cool thing about villain art shows is you know what to you expect know what and it's into, yeah, yeah you you know what to mm -hmm. expect everything is just boom 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 easy all the, you know yeah um but there are other shows that either bring some different kind of entertainment to the table or they just have a very unique vibe and i think with some of uh the ideas that chris has for with this new venue that he's working with it's gonna i think it might be a game changer i, I might too. i think this might be the thing that like other show promoters are like oh man why didn't i think of that yeah. I it's think perfect. the crowd that this is going to bring is going to be completely different. Yeah. I think it's going to be huge. I think that we're not going to, no one's going to have trouble getting tattoos that weekend for sure. Yeah. The, the indie the tattoo that he yeah. had was so, I loved that. That was awesome. I was going to, I was going to say that, um, the last few years of the indie tattoo expo, it's, it's kind of nice because it has a very, it's a very laid back vibe, but it's very like, classy as well yeah. you know what i mean like it doesn't lend for the kind of atmosphere where you would think shenanigans would even be appropriate if that Seeing makes sense the like the vip section right at indie expo did you go you went in there right i don't think so the vip section it was a speakeasy it was hidden oh yeah 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 like, i remember so behind awesome. the curtain yes and yes. it was just like this little place he's like this is the place we go and we like lift it up i'm like this is wild like what a cool experience and then, so Chris does another thing when um, he is like promoting and artists are signing up for the show is he's like sharing one artist. He'll tag the similar artists or artists, other artists that are attending his show. And he calls that his soft introduction so that we can, like, if we're all working it, we can like see each other's names and we can like click oh, on one cool. another's names and check it out. He said, sometimes people are like, why do you tag all these other artists in my stuff? He's like, because I want you to check out each other's work. You meet each other. Yeah. yeah. 
He actually yeah. just asked me um, about joining a uh, traveling guest artist, like, or like not a guest artist, but like a traveling um, convention circuit with some artists. He's like, like I have a lot of friends that want to do conventions, but we never have someone who wants to go. I'm like, I want to go to every convention. Mm -hmm. So they just put me in the list. And I think I Hot like Dog it, and I, I was going to say, I feel like it would be a lot of you and Chris and Hot Dog. I think Hot, Hot Dog is awesome, be though. Like, immediately. He. First of all, he's always just a pleasure whenever I see yeah. him. He's always happy. But one of the things that I love about him most, and I, and this is like, you know this within the first three minutes of meeting him, he's like an incredibly passionate father. Like he brings his kids along with him and they like know how to behave and everything. So there's nothing weird or wrong with having kids around. Yeah, but like, kids are cool. they're <laughs> like, he, he drags his kids along and they seem to love it. And he loves having them around. So hot dog is really cool. Yeah, that's, exciting. Um, that's what Jeff does too. Talon goes everywhere with him. Mm -hmm. Jeff Bernard from Golden Yeti. He's like, Talon is like, he has more tattoo connections than I ever will have. Like, he's just been in the circuit doing this thing. <laughs> it's so cute. So, just a couple weeks ago, Gabe and I did a completely different event together, and we've been doing the Jiminy Peak thing for together for a few years now. Um, do you think you're going to go out next year? Did you yeah. peak? Absolutely. Any be... convention that I have enough notice about, I'll just make it happen. Um, it's going to be, it's probably going to have an even crazier lineup of educators next year. But Gunner came out. Uh, who, who all, I've been smoking a lot today, Gabe. Who all, <laughs> who was, who, who were some of the educators that came out? Renee came oh, out. Okay, Nick so Baxter. The, uh, Baxter, uh, Andy Chambers, uh, Renee Little, uh, Thea Duskin, uh, it was a, it was a it was a ton. It was probably like twenty or thirty different uh, uh, events that were going on, you know, between the mm -hmm. stage and then all of the um, you know the three different seminar rooms. Yep. And uh, yeah, no, oh, oh Cooper uh, did one for for two days where he was having people doing uh, tattooing on like like skateboards and, and different surfaces. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, in order to get uh, to control, like you were saying, uh, Gunner did a, a three days of, of oil painting, but people could drop in on, on any given day. Um, Killian Moon did a, an awesome seminar. Chimu uh, uh, did one on spiritual tattooing. Um, it was great. Um, uh, 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 and of course, Jake Meeks did, did a couple things from the stage. And, you know, mm -hmm. again, oh, I'm Strom and Jackie, Jackie uh, Sandalands. Yep. Uh, they were there tattooing, and, and Jackie did her acrylic seminar. Uh, it was almost too much. It was practically overwhelming. I could, I could, I could practically not stop talking about it. <laughs> but uh, it was such a cool event. We're working on uh, next year right away. We're, we're able to roll it right into uh, you know. Th there was enough energy behind it um, that we've got the date settled, and we're you know working feverishly to like you know got all the details going. <laughs> I'm going to drag as many of my coworkers as I can. Cause I, I know Maddie's pumped on events like this, but I'd love to get like Maddie and then Jordan and his wife, Emily. And That'd like, I think it would trip. like, if we all just went out together and got one of the big yeah. suites and if you have a whole group, like the hotel rooms are wonderful. They've got a little like kitchenette so you can get groceries and cook and stuff. But if we had like a whole crew rolling out with us. Yeah. I'm going to have like uh, a whole condo or things. That'd be so fun but you just get more people jazzed about going to different shows and stuff again because it's so fun so brandon sontag and keith miller uh two of our co-workers they are on board for many of the uh upcoming shows that we're doing doing like the true tattoo supply is doing so we're going to start having red tree booths again i think that's so awesome i love that so i'm pretty excited that they're getting excited to do events this is jimmy peak this mountain is so beautiful I'm wondering if they have uh, pictures of the condos, but you're reminding me that uh, I don't even want to say it because we're on the air, but you know, you know, anybody that's watching this can snag them, but I'm like, oh man, I, I need to get the condo, you know, the real condos from ourselves, you know, for the for staff next year. And yeah. um, there's some real nice condos in there and I don't mind being far away, but I know there's a couple that have like the hot tubs in them. And, and oh. I'm old enough. I need, I need to soak my hips every day. I'm saying. Yeah, there's <laughs> a... Doing a hot tub is so important to yeah me. <laughs> there was a massage therapist there this year that had a booth and i think gabe saw her every day i saw her a few did, times yeah yeah and same at the uh, the high lifestyle show three weeks before that uh was uh there was another masseuse there um yeah evidently i'm i'm like i'm, I'm like this a lot mm -hmm. so i need to do mm -hmm. something different for my back because otherwise just doing this is is not 
Also, don't I forget walk. about your hips. This, I walk for 10 miles. <laughs> yeah. I guess the, one of the main points, though, is that uh, there was we, we've always done our best to, to bring a lot of, you know, healthy, holistic types uh, in. Uh, and uh, yeah, next year we'll have yoga every morning. I'm, I'm, I'm positive. It was like like the week before someone, I think Melissa, maybe somebody was like, can we do yoga every morning? And I know that uh, can man's into the yoga. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do a lot more stretchy, uh, uh, healthy stuff. Not that there was like unhealthy stuff, but. After starting yoga, I my I got so much taller. It was so good for me. I, oh, I sit you, like a little decompress all the time. That there's certain poses like putting a block on your lower back, like right on that little bone right above your butt. Mm -hmm. You just like lay down completely flat and let it kind of fall off. Oh my goodness! You you feel like your whole hips mm -hmm. are in a different spot. So helpful. while we're on the topic, <laughs> you know the big silver yoga ball in yes. the garage that nobody uses. Actually, yeah. that's mine. And okay. here's the purpose of it is I'm supposed to lay on it and I'm supposed to relax into a back bend and just let gravity help my back curve the other way. Because when we sit up, even if we're sitting with good posture, all of our inner core muscles are tight, but they're tight hunched over. So mm -hmm. we need to, that will like loosen all of your front core, just relaxing, just literally lay on it and relax and like, just let that graceful curve the opposite way happen. It just loosens things. Yeah. So I'm perfect. supposed to just like lay on it for 45 seconds or a minute when I'm sore. I'll just and... sit for like five minutes on that little block. Yeah. It just is so nice. Like, like then when you stand up, it almost feels weird because like you're actually where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I'll go from, <laughs> I'll go from the yoga ball doing that like soft stretch to the traction straps where then I let gravity just those pull my feet. Me out. I can't do those. Um... I'm not coordinated enough for it. I... I miss our little uh, inversion table that he's see. I'm afraid I'm going to get stuck upside down on the inversion table. <laughs> so I finally hooked do it up perfectly for me one day, and then that was the day that he gave it away. Like he's like, "Look, this is how you do it," and then did it, and I flipped, and it felt so nice. And he's like, "Say bye." <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, one of the things I was told is to hang and or an inversion table, you know, table. Mm, uh, so nice. Uh, one of the things that uh, you know, uh, I was there. I think it was Aaron, maybe they, when he Aaron did. Aaron Della Vadova beamed in, uh, talking about longevity. It was awesome. He's he's great because he was really thoughtful about, uh, you know, his answers and, and what it means to have a long career and, and the different factors. Uh, but for the physical one, I think he was. It, it sounded like and I was running around, but he's like, you can just cut to the chase and do yoga. You know, that helped. Yeah. You know, I haven't had a back problem since. And uh, there's other things you can do. You know, there's other ways to overcompensate and whatnot. But if, you know, yoga seems to be a comprehensive way to, like, stretch out all of the things. And, and I it's feel, a great workout. I feel silly. Every every morning I wake up and I, and I knock my dog out of bed. And I'm like, come on, let's get up. And uh, then he stretches and he goes, Rah! he does all of the things. And he makes sure, like, every muscle that he had in the night, you know, gets a good stretch out. While I'm, like, you know, getting my tea together and, you know, shuffling around, worrying my, wondering why my hip hurts. <laughs> I feel like I definitely can feel it now when I don't have them because I didn't have a yoga class while I was visiting this week in Indiana and I could just feel my body just feeling grumped about it. This starts to feel like, I don't know, too, too hunched over. I can like tell now, but it definitely has helped me a lot. And like you said, that longevity in your career, I never really thought about any of that until I got to Red Tree. I was just so focused mm -hmm. on, I want to tattoo so bad. I want to do all the things. I have all these big plans that I didn't think about like, I have to make sure that I'm in a good spot to be able to tattoo as long as I want to. Um, and I don't plan to retire early on at all. I'm going to go into like can't anymore. So I have to make sure that my hands are being stretched properly. And if my hands are feeling weird, I wear weird little braces to go to bed, even though it's silly. Cause I know that when I'm 60, I'm going to really need it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And one of the, one of the things about being at Red Tree is we can't really, you can't be in our studio and not be health aware. Like, Derb takes no. more supplements and can tell you exactly what each one does, but he takes more supplements than anybody I know. It's absurd, but like he uses his body 120% right. every single day, like between like using his brain power throughout the day, managing business decisions, all of that very stressful stuff. And then he's incredibly active at night as well yeah. through jujitsu training. So like he's, he's, He's got to be exhausted at the end of every day. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the goal though, right? You know, let's every live every day to the fullest so that, uh, you know, 
But um, but in seeing how healthy he is and how much energy he has and how much he does have, like, every day to give, it kind of lets us know that there has to be something to it. So... He goes and that gets means, IV infusions and stuff yeah, sometimes, like that, just to make sure that he's hydrated properly and gets all his vitamins yeah. he needs. That being said, you, like Red Tree is one of those teams where, like, if you join the team and you're not health minded, it doesn't take long for you to become health minded. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because like we've all we've all gotten to the point where we take care of ourselves. I think I'm probably the least healthy one because I don't drink enough water. <laughs> always dehydrated, but I feel like it's something that. uh as well as like physical health and eating right and taking care of ourselves and stretching. I think um, happiness is also heavily focused on at red tree too. Like we're, we're pretty like dental health is it maybe isn't necessarily something that's talked about every day, right. but it's also one of those places where like, we all know we have a safe place within each other. Right. So I think, I think the combination of having Derb be so like hyper aware and always teaching us how to, physically take care of our body there's a really nice um like almost nest at red tree right. where like we're also very we're we're all i mean we all have our ups and downs and stuff but for the most part i think we're all very like mentally healthy as well i've never been so secure and more and more comfortable in a job ever in my life than yeah. working at red tree when i got there it was very apparent to me that the goal and the focus of the studio for the artists is not have them make as much money as possible it's not have them uh you know do anything other than make beautiful art and be comfortable in the studio everything in the studio is geared towards making us the most comfortable so we can do our job mm -hmm. down to you know the way that we run anything in there it's really nice he has like a space specifically for us to rest it is like a area for us to you know take a little smoke break if we need to i think that's like the therapy area everywhere really yeah like i mean in his office he has a bunch of uh different um yoga things that we can use anytime we need you to go in there i mean mm -hmm. it's it's a different environment for sure he just wants to see us all do a good job he's not geared towards the money behind it for us it's more of just like happiness and good art and i think that changed the game for me it's the first time i've been at a job where like i can't relate to going home and complaining about work because it's even a bad day in this studio is better than any day i've had in any other job so it's kind of cool. Like you're, you know, the, the newest member of the team, but to hear how like special you realize it is. Oh yeah. You know, um, Derb and I were having a conversation the other day about something completely unrelated and, you know, it, the, the summary of the conversation was like red tree is the kind of like, it's the kind of studio that artists want to retire from. Oh yeah. You know, it's one of those, like once you've, once you've kind of like proven your character and your ability and your like desire to learn, like once you've kind of done that for yourself to the point where you catch Derb's attention and you get invited to be a part of the team or, you know, you go through the interview process to be part of the team or whatever happens. It's like once you've gotten to that part in your career or your life or your ambitions, um, it's, it's a, a heck of a privilege. That's Absolutely. what it is. It's a heck of a privilege. Um, through working at Red Tree, I have more, so much more freedom than I had even running my own studio. Yeah, like when yeah. I ran my own studio, I got to make all the decisions, but I always had to be there to like stay on top of things. And once I had artists working for me, then there's like the liability of making sure everything's cool and ethically sound yeah. and all of those things, whether I'm there or not. And there's yeah, all the stress that goes along with it. Art while you go, you don't even have mm -hmm. to do that anymore. If you don't want a social media, really, you don't even have to because they have someone for that. Yeah, someone for everything. For yeah, we, I just reshare the videos <laughs> yeah. that Jazz takes. Or it's Jazz. amazing. Yeah, um, I just think it's it's very special. It's like in that studio. It's like we have the privilege of having. It's. I didn't mean to start like talking about Red Tree today, but <laughs> it's kind of cool having like the the privilege of the team and the like safety net of a team and a like artistic family and like a community. But we also have all the freedom in the world also. Like, what are the odds of that anywhere else? Like, Very small. Yeah, it was, um, it's pretty interesting. Like we were talking the other day about just me being at Red Tree and everything and thinking about um, how special that whole, the whole opportunity is for me. I'm very early on in my tattoo career and to be able to be surrounded by artists that have been doing this for 
15 plus years in some cases is pretty amazing. Like all the issues that you guys went through when you were first starting to tattoo where you're like, Oh man, I wonder why this is healing that way. Or I wonder if it's the needle I'm using and I can just go and access that knowledge in the studio. And to know that like Derb doesn't just hire anybody. He brings in people who specifically work well together and are supposed to be here. That's super special. Mm -hmm. So the tour that Derb's giving us right now, uh, Lauren and I were following him all through Red Tree as he was just kind of walking through the studio and giving like little kind of like history lessons along the way. We're, uh, we were looking at a lot of Marty's work, obviously. But so this was reinventing live a few years ago. And then I believe, is it June ish that we're talking about doing another one at Red Tree? Is that cool? Uh, April, May. So yeah, Hell City is in uh, May. So June, we even have dates. Yes. Sweet. So yeah. there's going to be another Hell City live event. And I think this time we'll probably be able to have a lot more um, in-person attendees. This was like a hybrid event that we did where everything was kind of like Guy was beaming in. A few other presenters were beaming in because it was like fresh off of COVID and a blizzard. And yeah, it was February. It was like completely uh, snowy. Yeah, I was doing my uh, expenses for, for last year recently. And I was like, oh, there was the... Uh, uh, Car bill. Yep. <laughs> My car broke down like just within towing distance to the uh, to the mechanic. It was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, no, this year it's going to be in a sunny weather, right? May, June, June. I think we might be able to do something outside too. Yeah, I thought June was the day we were talking about, but that was really cool. Bob Tyrell came. He tattooed at Red Tree. Renee Little started a back piece on Ananda at Red Tree. Jesse Smith was there. Man, um... I know you guys said that Kelly had come at some point and was that something that she had done at the studio or was that at Hell City that she had done the Hell City. Hell City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, man, it was such a cool experience to have like all of those people like and like I was sitting there like Bob Tyrell's tattooing at my station. <laughs> it was pretty so, crazy that day no, I was so at, we, uh, oops, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say we do have uh Rember is uh who's the other anchor for the for the weekend in uh april may in june nice so, uh, i don't give him and derb a chance to you know ground wrestle <laughs> ground <laughs> ground, ground karate let's call it boy wrestling <laughs> jujitsu yeah but every uh, time they see one another it, ne it never fails like even it, like the hug turns into something and before we know it jess and i are like picking up all the things that derb's lost out of his pockets Oh, yeah. So this is when they're going to walk in on the event, right? Is this is what's happening here. That's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I, I was uh, at NDX though the other day, or not NDX, but um, Ink Therapy the other day and was talking to them about a uh, couple artists. And it's really funny now the knowledge that I have about other artists that I just didn't have before, too. When uh, someone was like, uh, they were describing Paul Booth and they had just like described like a very, not at all how I would have described him. And like, it was like just a very like, rough idea of Paul Booth and I go are you talking about Paul Booth and I was like I don't know that like that's wild like cool 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 <laughs> I go through and I read all the things in the studio and then talk to Derb and like I just have this whole little log of things that I have now it was pretty fun it's crazy to see all the different people that have tattooed here or made art here that's just hanging up or this is Conan Lee and Sarah is it her name is her Sarah her name yeah I think so okay Oh, I'm not, I don't, yeah. Uh, Tony Urbanic was there. Oh, man. I'm trying yeah. to remember so much. Is that Nick? That Nick Mitchell? Yep. You know the um, caricature of Derb in the bathroom? Zombie Derb? Yes. That's Nick Mitchell. Okay. Uh, yeah, for so several said, years. This was oh, great. I remember this. There's a whole bathroom of just derb pictures. And I texted Derb the other day and was like, are you trying to like Pavlog dog me? Like every time I see you now, like, <laughs> this is just weird. So funny. Oh, this was yeah, fun. That man. was a really good time. I had to go rescue Gabe. He broke down. Saved him. <laughs> Called you know, him neighbor, I got him towed. I'm going to get some, uh, you know, I, I started clearing out all my stuff and I'm, I'm going to get everything uh, in, into actual totes this time. That was amazing. I'm like, oh, no, I literally have like a car full of like random computer, not random computer parts, <laughs> computer parts that are not in cases. And I think it was like just starting to rain. 
And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it was it was definitely not like weather conducive to like just lugging around a bunch of random computer shit in you know Ohio around. It was like freezing rain. It was really gross. But <laughs> fortunately, I showed up in my full size van to the rescue. A full size van. Yeah, it's not a little yeah. one. No, oh, that was amazing. I just love when people are like, "Are you sure there's room?" Yeah, there's. I can fit fit four kayaks inside this sucker and two more on top. Three if we're getting clever. Come on now. Yeah, it'll fit. With the doors shut, Maddie. With the doors shut, even. Prove it. Let's go kayaking. All right. Well, there we go. So, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll uh, we'll end up doing that again. I'm really excited that's going to happen again. I wasn't sure if that was going to be something that would bounce around to other studios, but... Red Tree is just so easy to, like, set up an educational event. You know, we've got the space, we've got the different rooms, we've got the technology and equipment, because we've got all the Hell City AV stuff. So between yeah. what I have and between what Derb has for Hell City, like, we can really make events happen. So it's kind of cool. This summer, I think there's going to be a EDM festival, I'm hearing, Buzz, that Adam France is working out with Watts Fest. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, so we've got an acre parking lot next to Red Tree also. It's like the employee parking, and that is a, like, we've hosted a few events out there and a few little festivals, so it'll be really cool to have, like, a full production in our side lot there'll be a silent disco in the back too i'm hearing Ooh, yeah that's kind of cool pretty cool yeah you know uh i i I hope that uh 20 23 hours after it's legal to grow uh cannabis at home we could have a home growers uh you know meet up that that would be fun the moments but not before but the moment never before We have a, there's a couple of uh, swaps that I've, I've watched, you know, where everyone brings, uh, you know, eight eighths or whatever from their, you know, because it's legal, keep it under the ounce, you know, but they, you know, they bring eight eighths and then they swap it with seven other growers. So everyone leaves with something different. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, it's, it's fun. But, uh, you know, again, that outdoor spot there, it's a, it's a great spot. But, you know, until then, we just work patiently and, and the tattoos and the tattoo education and um, oh, you know what? I should fire up Rember's work because uh, he's out of control. Let's see, Rember tattoos. Yeah. And we had uh, we had an event that we were doing earlier, but uh, it's got postponed. So we'll probably be a little bit business heavy, probably. But or no, it'll be everything. It'll it'll it's That's kind of beautiful. anchored in some business. But look at that. Yeah, he'll be tattooing. Oh, wow. there'll be a lot of. Uh, yeah, oh, that's man. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, look at <laughs> I had to make it full screen. Maddie got sucked in. I did, sorry. I was like, let me get in there. Wow. Remember how um, back in the day, Rember kind of like pioneered the like color black and gray fusion where he'd put like just certain elements of color into a uh, beautifully rendered black and gray piece. Who knew that now we'd all be stuck doing blue eyes and hats <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Yeah. He, uh, so, so thoughtful. His brain, you know, is, uh, is always going, it looks like this is a collaboration he was doing with, with Rowan, Rowan, uh, those uh, mushrooms. Oh, yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, and again, part of, uh, you know, the reason why these tattoos are, you know, crisp and, and what they are is um, because of how thoughtful he is and on all the different details. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the work, his work speaks for itself, but like hearing him talk about have, how his tattoo shop, you know, is working and works, you know, with, with so many different artists. I think he's got sometimes upwards of 20 artists and, you know, like five to 10 apprentices at times and, you know, to help support the support everything. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's great. He's re- he's really in tune with how everybody has different needs, and and in some ways it's like, man, how do you you know? I get it. Everyone has different needs, but you got fucking 30, 30 fucking people there who with different needs. Like, how do you keep track of all of it? Like, but um, you know, and then he goes and and trains and you know tattoos, you know, and and, and handles it all. It's it's crazy. He's he's definitely a uh, 
has been a real inspiration for a while and continues to be so. Maddie's lost in the sauce. I had to bounce back so you guys could see her like zoomed right into the screen. Yeah. It's just so pretty. I love colors. You know, it, it's so easy to like know somebody's badass, but then like not, you know, pay attention for a couple of years. And then they're like, you thought I was badass before. You haven't seen me in fucking. But uh, yeah, so. Go, and so, like so, to watch him work, he works so patiently and slowly, but he achieves super large amounts of work each time. He's somebody that you could, you could just stand quietly and just watch him, like watch him for like ten, five or ten minutes at a time, and then circle back around. Like when you have the the privilege to see him at a show working, like really watch over his shoulder for a few minutes, and you know he's he's incredibly thoughtful. He's never rushed. Um, and when you see like those crisp, precise, deliberate movements, like with each stroke, progress is being made. Like no amount of that client's pain is being wasted. And I really love watching other artists who work in that manner. I feel like Cam works like that. Watching Cam tattoo is another person where you can just kind of like lean over and kind of watch him. Just it looks like the skin hasn't even been touched yet. Like he's that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, he's very soft about it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple tattooers. It feels like they like they lightly brush it under the skin, and it stays. <laughs> it's like how the fuck's that work? When you watch guy work, it looks like he's lightly brushing it, but when you feel it, it doesn't feel like he's lightly brushing it. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't know what that. It still hurts. So I felt Even if it's gentle, it still like, hurts. Oh god, it's just very. Um very humane the way that you're taking care of my foot tattoo and in between my toes, but <laughs> well, I mean, it's almost inevitable when, when tattooers are working at a scale like this with clients that have to sit for two or three days, like if pain management isn't at the top of, you know, the list of things that you're trying to, again, be nuanced and improve upon with every client, you know, you know, guys always been pretty clear. It's like, look, if somebody, you know, taps out, you know, four hours into a two day tattoo, then I don't have, you know, a tattoo to do the next day or, or half it today. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's always, it's, it's always, well, again, it's just reassuring usually when, uh, tattooers take pain management, you know, into consideration. It, it is what's best for the tattoo at the end of the day. And now, I mean, not that I want to slide into the anesthesia kind of, uh, <laughs> Oh, know. we could talk about this. I would love that. I mean, no, obviously, but like, I want to feel pain. I just got my knuckles tattooed, so a little bit of me is like, maybe I could have, maybe you could have just knock her out. It makes me so nervous, man. I just feel like I am passionate about my tattoos, and I love them, and this is not even a pain thing. I'm not even going to be like, you need to earn your tattoos. Here's what I'm saying. Here's why I don't like the idea of yeah. anesthesia tattoos is, so, Okay. Let's pause for a second. Let's talk about any other procedure that is done under anesthesia. The most dangerous thing about the procedure is always the anesthesia. It's yeah. incredibly hard on your heart and the odds of not waking up when you're under anesthesia, like that's that's a Russian roulette that getting a oh. tattoo is not worth for that's me. That's fair, yeah. The, the I, like, the, like how many yeah. people go in for very simple procedures and they don't wake up from the anesthesia? So what I'm afraid of, I'm afraid this trend is going to keep growing until somebody dies. Like even with the best anesthesiologist in the room, even with all the waivers signed and everything, I'm afraid somebody's heart is going to stop and that's going to be it for a, over a tattoo. Yeah. Over something you wanted to have the rest of your life. Like you're going to risk your life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Like, do you think it I'm is like, even if it's a one in a million, right? Even if it's one in a million. You know, eventually but it's be not one in a million. It's one in the thousands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like how many people go in for like breast BBLs augmentation right and yeah. don't wake up? How many people get yeah. BBLs and don't wake up? Like that is very scary. Michael um, Jackson didn't wake up. Yeah, it's it's a really scary thing, and I think the way that I mean, might be arguably okay. Each each client. I'm not saying people don't have a right to do it. I'm not right. like I just feel like it is. Personally, it is yeah. not worth the health risk if you if you are in pain if you have something chronically wrong with you if something is broken and needs fixed go in un, like that Remember like that, yeah. if it's worth saving your life 
okay, of small risk to maybe save your life. But if like you're perfectly healthy, why would you put your heart under that stress? Right. Why would you do that to yourself? Like, and I don't know, maybe these people don't really love themselves and they're taking pain pills and stuff afterwards, which I would imagine if you're getting put under, you're probably going to be on Percocet or something like that afterwards. So like, let's just set aside the whole earning it through pain. Like I I do think that there's a rite of passage, but I want to look past that. I don't think it's safe. Yeah. I feel like the closest thing that I would do, which I barely even use numbing cream as it is. Like I get very sensitive spots done. I'm trying to get down to one full tattoo. Um, and I understand while, while I've been tattooing, the older you get, the worse it feels. So yeah. I'm about to get like my, you know, my sensitive areas tattooed, like my genitals, my armpits, my, my full abdomen, things like that, that are going to be pretty rough. Um, I don't think that I could ever be like, I mean, part of the reason I like to get the tattoos is I like to watch how artists handle things, how they like to set up their, like how they work it and see, you know, some people work like a printer where it's all in one spot and they finish every area and work all the way up. Um, There's always something to be learned from how you're being tattooed. Even if you have to take a second and like cover your face and like reel it in, you could still feel what's going on and how, you know, I learned, that's how I learned to uh, putting a lot of pressure on my clients is comforting sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. being able to basically lay on them gives me a better stretch, makes them feel more secure. And now we're working. I wouldn't have known that if I was asleep, get my tattoos done. Um, I do get upset when I hear people give the ick about like numbing creams or Bactines and things like that. Cause that's still an argument that people are having. And now we're have a whole nother argument of like, can you be asleep? Any, you know, <laughs> the argument I'm still hearing people complaining about people using numbing cream. So I overdid <laughs> it, you know, the, the Canada paste, yes. the, the custom compound. Yeah. So, okay. One time I was on my way to an appointment with Russ and I stopped at like truck stop, did the shower thing. Cause sometimes I sleep in my car, shower at truck stops, you know, so anyways, I apply it. I didn't know where Russ was working or maybe it, he, I just knew he was working on the entire back, but I put it all over me, like all over my whole back. That was too much. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. That was like half. If I was just doing the upper half or the lower half of my back, I didn't seem to have this problem. But when I covered my whole back with it, my Did you get palpitations, and stuff? I, I was going to say my heart was yeah. definitely like noticeably fluttery mm-hmm. all day. Like I had to be mindful to move a little bit slower and things like that. So I myself, even being mindful and conscious of these things, I have overdone it on the local anesthesia. Yeah. So, and I knew what was going on. It was just like, I just got to move a little slower today. Like, but still for someone who doesn't know that and put it on, that'd be really scary not knowing that. And then on top of that, getting tattooed after that, that's another amp experience too, that could have made. Well, and also now I know to tell my clients, like we're going to be working on the upper back. So if you want to prenum, just prenum the upper back or the lower back or whatever quadrant we're doing, because I'm not going to work the whole area all at once. I'm going to work a reasonable amount of time in the two hour window we have. And then, Meantime, I can be numbing another area. So it changed the way that I work with the topical stuff, like experimenting with it on myself. Now I know like how much is too much. Like, um, I also overdo it and their skin starts to get really mad, really swollen. Like it Mm -hmm. looks crazy. Even the tattoo I put on them just is really swollen. And I'm very gentle. Yeah. All, all numbing compounds are not created equal as well. So certain ones are different. And then also how long you leave it on. That's why I had told uh, my clients now, even though it's annoying and I have to say, you know, not annoying, but like. We would rather get right in the sauce and start coloring on, you know, mm-hmm. getting it going. But I'd rather sit and know how much time and how it was applied, how thick it was, if it was over, over, you know, wrapped and, and too suffocated. Um, I'd like to be in control of the skin from the point that you come in to get tattooed. I don't want you to do anything. I want to be completely in control of it. So I know if anything happens, that was, you know, I could be like, okay, well, that's problem solved. But I can't problem solve something that I wasn't a part of earlier in the day. I tell people just take your, you know, take your shower, no lotion, you know, exfoliate before you come in and just nothing else. Exfoliate with your dowel soap. <laughs> I don't want anything in your skin that could possibly cause an issue. Yeah. I uh, always add your most comfy clothes to that. Oh, yeah. Well. Comfy, comfy clothes and good up. snackies. Yeah. <laughs> we're listening to true crime. We're eating snacks. It's going to be a great day. <laughs> you know, and so it's it's part of that experience, right, that you're going to miss, right, when you knock someone out and, they, and you tattoo them. I mean, I guess it's fine mm-hmm. for the presuming that you know you're the one and you know you're gonna live right or if you sign your waiver and you know often that's that that class will also be able to get like the vitamin pushes right so yeah sure they might be doing whatever they want to but then they can do a vitamin push then they can get tattooed under anesthesia and then they get the vitamin push afterwards and every you know they're you know freshen up their blood a little bit and then they're on their way to the next rock show or whatever 
Um, but like, I remember, you know, there was a, a worldwide conference, you know, I was moderating over in Europe or, at one point, And um, I asked the, the you know, the, the people, you know, what, what's your favorite part of tattooing? And um, they were all like the, you know, the clients, you know, and the, and the clients that were able to meet and the creative ideas that they have and, you know, the conversations and they're usually smart people and highly, you know, highly functional or executive level, you know. And, um, you know, part of that, like, you know, that magic of, of, of the client interaction. I mean, I guess not every tattooer or every client is like that. Um, but on the other hand, like, you're going to miss all of that, you know, and, you know, it's, uh, what, you know, which I guess everyone has a right to, you know, and I guess the, and then, then the way that guy kind of explained it was, um, you know, everyone could go out and buy a, or not everyone, right. But like, if you're going to go out and buy a, let's just say, use the car metaphor, you're going to go buy a Porsche and, um, you know, the, the, the rich kid from Saudi Arabia could come in there and, you know, put it on the family, you know, dynasty, uh, compared to somebody who's earning it and working at it and tattooing or whatever, you know, for 10 years to be able to afford to get the credit, to be able to get the car, same car, you know, different value to the, to the different people, mm -hmm. and, you know, only because of the way that they're coming at it. Right. And again, you know, the, you know, rich kids can earn it too. Right. I'm not suggesting, well, right. I, I, I'll keep my prejudices to myself in this case, but it's not a, you know, the example doesn't, it doesn't make a difference for the example, you know, but anyways, I guess, I, so as far as anesthetics, right, like anybody can do it, you can pay for it, you know, you can get a back piece in a day, you know, uh, but you're going to miss out on a lot of that magic and, right. uh, you know, all the interaction and, you know, it's just going to mean something different to you. And it is also a little bit hard for me to think that the, uh, the pain and the nerves don't catch up to you, right? Like, again, the, I mean, point you've got to wake up feeling like you got hit by a bus. Ooh, but. but like I said, I think the people that would do this kind of risky behavior are probably taking other medications after the fact, where for me, sure. that's not an option. I, I can't, like, I'm, like, allergic, allergic to any kind of, like, opioid or anything like that. So, like, ibuprofen is my option. Like, I can yeah. take Advil. Motrin, that's it. I'm going to be honest too. Now that I like, even just the numbing cream, because I can't speak towards like getting put out for tattoos, but um, even then, like the spaces that I have used numbing cream on, um, I know the relief that it gives me. Um, and I know it kind of takes that edge off and gets, it's more of like, I'm stressed out. I don't want to feel the initial in my skin. And then I start to get used to it. And then I'm into it. I feel like now, I mean, I got my knuckles done with no numbing cream, no back pain, nothing. I got my, you know, the other areas I feel like the that that numb that kicks in in your skin the natural one where it's like oh okay it's actually everything just kind of feels numb right now that yeah. doesn't really happen for me when i've used the numbing cream it starts to burn so a little bit um with my clients i try to i try to either and zensa is what i usually really use zensa. now yeah so um usually there's a pep talk that comes along with it and it's like okay this is just going to kind of like ease us in mm -hmm. like this is just gonna, like this is only going to last for so long and then once we get there then i'm going to have back teen i should have right. enough skin open that the back teen should be really helpful the exceptions are like all right you've toughed it out for this whole sleeve but we're going to go ahead and censor your wrists so right. we're going to just let this soak for a little bit and then we're going to knock that area out in about 25 minutes right like if i can take like if i can help my client work through naturally without any prenum and mm -hmm. I just save it for the spiciest areas, not all, but just the spiciest spots. Right. Um, I feel like it's really beneficial that way. And it's like, you know, armpits, sternum area, um, like the, the, the solar plexus area. It's I am going to use numbing cream probably for my, like, uh, my pelvis area and everything. So I think that's going to be pretty uncomfortable, like more like the creases. Yeah. But for the most part, I think I'm just going to try to rock it. It's like you said, putting it in the sensitive areas is, is way better for me, I think, than fully submerging it. Um, I do like to offer it to my clients though. Like, especially if my client comes to me and says, Hey, I'm really nervous and I would like numbing cream. Um, it doesn't hurt me to put the numbing cream on you. And I'd rather you be the most comfortable during the process. You know, yeah, it's funny. like you got to earn it. Like Gabe's got the video of uh, me and Guy working on Lauren here. Um, one of the, one of the, the white, I'm like, I want it right then. That white part, do it then. Put the mumming cream on then, please. Yeah. So Guy and I both work with Bactine very similarly. So he puts it in a spray bottle. I put it in a dip cup. So I'll like dip my yeah. fingers in and then smear it all over. I'll dip my paper towel in and smear it all over. He actually has a squeeze bottle of Bactine. So there'd be times that we would be like cleansing or wiping together and be like, can you give me a little spray over here? And I'd like work it in and 
you know, we've started, I, I've stole the tricks from Guy, to be honest, uh -huh. but the like working the back teen in with my glove instead of pushing it in with the paper towel. Because what I would do is I would just mm -hmm. like lay the paper towel on and just apply a little bit of pressure for a couple of seconds. And then I would tattoo into it. But Guy just kind of moves it around with his gloves and it like breaks up the dried tattooing That's without breaking up the stencil. Yeah. And then just one wipe instead of the repetitive wipes. I was like, oh. I always Noted. find it. I feel like it helps kind of mm -hmm. like get it a little more blow on it a little bit. Yeah, I def I started doing that because of you. I started just get a little blow. <laughs> I mean, it's a trick from when we were four years old. If it worked then, why wouldn't it work now? Right. Just blow on it. It'll feel better. Like when someone's really burning like their elbow, I'm like getting full saturation on the elbow. Just a little. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> so during COVID, uh, when we still had to wear masks to work, I had clients that were like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm wearing a mask or what, but it just seems like the whole session hurts more now. I was like, oh, it's because I'm not blowing on you. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I just do it without thinking. I just like softly, like as I cleanse, I'll just softly blow on my client and then I wipe it away. So it cools you know it kind of cancels out that burn from the back teen or the holy water whatever it is right away speaking of like the the pain where like one thing hurt a little bit more than the other one i had a late night conversation with marty recently and he was like well you know that the left side always hurts more because your right side is more developed mm -hmm. and it controls your left side's brain or your left side's pain receptors and i was okay. like oh yeah i guess so that made like my brain was like <laughs> like <laughs> Blue Marty conversations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not the right Marty. No. Nope. That's a different Marty. Well, Marty Holcomb, one of the red tree artists. He's wonderful. He's a wizard. I was working on a client who had some, I believe he was a client of Derbs way back, but it was his first tattoo in 20 years. So Derbs sent him my way, but he knew who Marty was and he yeah. was like, Oh, it's going to be so cool to see Marty. He's like, I wonder what he looks like now. I was like, I, first of all, Marty looks the same as he has since 1997, I'm pretty sure. And second of all, like, so I don't think people in his family age, you'll see him at 730. He'll be in more yeah. than like, like, he's usually in at least five nights a week, if oh. not six. I usually work pretty late, so I get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with Marty, which has been pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I like, oh, I hung out with a client of his the other day and uh, just kept in company until um, he got there. When I went up to visit, she was like, you smile a lot, don't you? And Marty's like, yeah, me too. People always think I'm up to something, but I'm just happy to be here. And it was just the coolest, like, I don't know. It was just like such a great motto to live by. He's like, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. I'm if you smiling. jump to the Red Tree Instagram, Gabe, you'll probably see one of Marty's posts within the first. This is him now. This is him here, right? No, that no. is not him. This is not him? That is, I, that is another Marty Holcomb. Looks like him. Maybe you're still screen sharing the wrong thing. Oh, is your screen looks like share I am. paused? Okay, I was like, I'm yeah. still not. I'm like, it looks look exactly like he looks like to me. <laughs> there, there we, we go. go. That's the right I'm one. Like showing off his work, and I'm like, I got it. <laughs> like I'm showing it off. I'm the guy on the floor. Yeah, and he he cares a lot about your like the way he works with people. He's like, all right, here we're gonna work from this to this to make it more comfortable. Get all the mean stuff out of the way, like. Very similar. He's like, got a lot of like large bodysuit clients he's been working on for years and years as well. Like they jump in without hesitation to the spicy spots just because Marty's got like angel hands, I hands of the wizard. Knee. I think that'd be fun. He's been tattooing since 1972. <sighs> Amazing. Two years since before I was born. Um. Like Dana Brunson, we see Dana everywhere. Uh -huh. He travels the world still. Marty is—he really just enjoys his private, quiet home life. He—he he takes walks through the park often. Um, I believe he's vegetarian. He has a very healthy lifestyle. Um, he just schedules one appointment at a time or one appointment a day. Shows up at seven thirty. Some days he's done by ten. Other days he's at four o'clock in the morning. He's still working. So. It's really cool to see somebody like Marty get, loving to come to work every day and still like passionate and still like tattooing new young people all the time as well. Awesome. Here's Dana, this guy. Mm -hmm. He's wonderful. Oh, I him, I think. Yeah, he's over in uh, Cincinnati or Dayton. Is it Dayton? I can't remember. For some reason, my brain always lumps those two cities into one, even though they're not the same. This must be a Richmond. 
oh, I wish I could have gone. It looks like this was a tattoo history, like oh, yeah. treasure trove here. That's cool. Yep. The pictures I've seen with these guys together. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how the dates work next year. But uh, yeah, this one was nuts. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Dana is a, a wonderful uh, tattoo history collector. He's got so much um, just early <laughs> tattoo technology. He's got old flash. He's If you ever have the chance to see Dana's shop, you've got to check it out. It's like walking into a time capsule. Oh, is this indie? This looks like indie. No, no, no. This is a Richmond. This is a Richmond. Oh, this is still week. Richmond. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hit up uh, Jesse a couple times. I'm like, ah, uh, you're killing it. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we're sitting right at noon right now, Gabe. Oh, bam. Okay. We well, there we go. That up. was that, huh? Boom. Oh, there's oh, Gil. Gil. Right at the end. Well, uh, if you want to find out more, you'll have to go to the uh, Dana Brunson's Instagram. Check out his coverage of the Richmond Tattoo Convention. Hey, we still have people watching, which is crazy. It's not that crazy. That's what we do, I suppose. <laughs> I saw that a uh, creature was in the chat room, but we kind of filled up the whole conversation with me and Maddie jibber jabbering back and forth. But hopefully next week we'll get a chance to get to creature's question. Oh yeah, if you have um, questions for for this one, just put them in the chat rooms. We'll uh, we can get them uh, get them asked. This is I don't know if we have an open Zoom for uh, for the Mondays, but um, or Tuesdays. Today's Tuesday, right? Yep. Oh Tuesdays shit, is... we do have to wrap it up because the reinventing the tattoo meeting is next. And so, <laughs> speaking of reinventing, please uh, subscribe to the Reinventing Network. And if you're a tattooer or an apprentice, then uh, yeah, subscribe. Just throw throw in some bucks, and it's going towards uh, reinventing and the crew and everybody here and to do the stuff. So. Uh, yeah, reinventingthetattoo.com. Sweet. Thanks for watching. See you guys Cheers. next week.